Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show, where we aim to touch, move, and inspire you every single week. Really? We're really going to introduce our own show? Maybe we should leave it to the pro. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. One second, ladies. Here we go. Sarah Maxwell and Natalie Cook are experts in visualization and deliberate use of the law of attraction. As dynamic world athletes representing Canada and Australia in beach volleyball, they honed in on achievement at the highest level. Winning an Olympic gold medal on her home beach of Bondi is a pinnacle example. Their powerful techniques transmute the spiritual to the tangible, allowing thousands of their community members to bring their vision boards to life. Recently, they've taken their expertise on the road as the full-time family, where they inspire, coach, and lead people to create their unique, deliberate family life using a simplified three-step process. Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show. Join us for twice-weekly episodes. Each week, Nat and Sarah will teach us how to deliberately create results in all areas of life using their unique three-step process. Not only that, they'll also sit down with some of their favorite high achievers who have manifested what most merely dream about. Are you a member of the community? Go to bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal to follow along with each workshop style teaching episode and get ready to take action on your inspirations. Today, we continue the conversation with a homegrown happy girl. Growing up in Maryland, surrounded by love and family, she put her athletic talents to good use by playing varsity volleyball and then walked into adult life doing what she loved, teaching. There was no devastating life event or tumultuousness that occurred for Becca Lynn Johnson, but rather a gentle nudge asking her, is there more to this life? Founder of Performance Kids in 2009, her entrepreneurial gene started to express going deeper within herself to answer that consistent tapping from God. She went on to not only create a multiple six-figure income in network marketing, but also her first podcast and mentorship program called Rooted in Reason. I'm just going to take a little a moment there because this podcast goes to a lot of Australians, so don't get excited around the word rooted. Americans use that word differently. Aussies, now I don't know, Beck, if, Beck, if you know about this, but rooted is a really funny word here. I know that's not what you meant, um, but here it's really about being grounded, like driven down deep in reason. So thank you, Becca, for taking time out of your own podcast creating to come and shed some light on how happiness and the chase, it may not even be the thing we are seeking after all. So are you cool to like get into it and share with us a little bit? Sarah, this is so awesome. Thank you so much. I love what you guys are doing so much. Your podcast is amazing. I knew the moment that I met you, we were just meant to be soul sisters and lifelong friends. I'm very curious right now about this Australian rooted tree. <laughs> She I'm doesn't kidding. know Aussies. And I'm the Canadian explaining, which is always a joke of, in itself. That's right. That's right. But we have a come. Okay, here we go, Beck. This is a little descriptor here. So we have in Canada a store named Roots, and it's like a kind of an iconic. They have, um, yeah, it's an iconic brand for Canada as well. Anyway, so all these Aussies go to Canada and they buy these shirts with Roots on it because a root is like having sex. 
I had no idea. <laughs> I know, right? And so wow. every time, so Becca has this amazing podcast, you guys, and she loves when people use the word rooted. She gets it's pumped. It's my favorite word. She TM'd it, guys. It's it's legit. Come so, on. Yep. So yeah, come to Australia and really um, ex- explode your brand. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm just oh going to put gosh. everyone in rooted in reason shirts. <laughs> totally. You're going to nail it. That's so, amazing. Oh my gosh. And I really did. Like, I, I love listening to your introduction podcast about who you are, because I know your message is a lot about helping people distinguish who they are. Mm-hmm. And in listening to your life, I got this distinct impression that you're not moved forward in life by pain or desperation, yet you have made major shifts and turns in your life, which intrigued me. I mean, you shifted out of your teaching role, which you claimed you loved. And you even been moving, you know, from your hometown of Maryland, where it just sounded like you had this idyllic life, um, to Montana, to Denver, back to Montana, and then now to Idaho. So can you describe a little bit what's inspired these major shifts in your life? Yeah, for sure. That's, that's a really great question. You're right. I had an amazing childhood um, growing up in Maryland, surrounded by incredible family, very supportive always loving, um, encouraging us to be, my brother and I, to be the best that we could. But I was also always given opportunities. My parents always afforded us opportunities to do new things. And by the time I was in high school and becoming very competitive in volleyball, I knew that if I wanted to play at the collegiate level, I needed to expose myself in new environments where coaches were going to see me. And so my parents would send me far away to camps. And I think that this was the beginning of this sense of always seeking more because I would attend these camps in Hawaii, Long Beach State, California. Here I am just this PG County girl from Maryland. I trained five weeks in New York at a volleyball train. The World Volleyball Trading Center was the name of it. But because I had these experiences early on of adventure and being on my own, I would come back wanting more. And I think that that's probably where the root of me wanting to pursue more. I'm sure it stemmed even younger, but this is just the vivid memory that I can connect it to is it came from these amazing experiences that my parents provided me with. They never said, no, you just have to stay at home. They always said, go experience what's out there. And because of the relationships that I built from those experiences, because of the mentorship that I received from the coaches that I had, which were phenomenal, especially at the World Volleyball Training Center when I was a junior in high school, I lived there for five weeks in upstate New York. These coaches were from all over the world. And so this kid from PG County was hearing and seeing things that were breathing hope into my life for what could be. Now, to backtrack for a second, I was the first person in my family to not attend the University of Maryland. And I have a long line of of roots at University of Maryland. Like me not going to University of Maryland was a big deal because My grandfather coached there. My grandfathers played there. My dad played there. My mom was a professor there. 
But again, I think it was because of these experiences that my parents gave me as a child. And it, it, it made me long for more. And so anytime I had an opportunity for something new, I was very quick to say yes, where I think most people who don't have those opportunities as a kid are going to be more reserved in making that decision. So it instilled in me this almost a habit of saying yes to opportunities. And that has just carried into my life to this day. I pivot all the time. I call it pivoting in my work with Rooted in Reason. I'm constantly looking for more opportunities to tap into everything that God created me to be. And so that I can fulfill all the reasons that he put me here. I'm, I'm a real faith-filled person. I, and, and if someone's listening and they're not, I, I still believe that we need to believe that there's a reason that we're here. And so my passion for myself fulfilling my reasons through being a collegiate elite volleyball player to then becoming a teacher, to then becoming an entrepreneur who has since launched three different very successful businesses, and I'm sure I'll probably launch more in my time here, it's because I have this hope and this longing to make sure that at the end of my time here, I'm tapped out. I can say I have fulfilled everything that I was created to fulfill. My selfish ambition to do that for me led me to serving other people through entrepreneurship because what I found, Sarah, is that I was mentoring namely women, I mean men too, but mostly women, I love working with women, who they didn't have that perspective that I had. They were more reserved in making decisions. They had a harder time going after things. They wondered why they were constantly stuck or lacking fulfillment or joy. And what I realized is that through my experiences and everything that I knew from everything I had experienced in my life, I could now help walk them through that so that I wasn't the one fulfilling my reasons here anymore. I was now helping them do the same thing. And that's where my calling and my passion behind Rooted in Reason came from because I wanted other women to experience the joy from knowing that you are perfectly created for specific reasons. And if we can tap into what those are and you can fulfill them, you are going to live a joy-filled life of beautiful impact, contribution, and all the things that most of us long for. But the pivots throughout my life have just led me to the next thing. And what's neat, and we can talk about this if you want or not, but I can look back and know that every pivot I made, whether it lasted or didn't, or I went on that pivot and I realized it wasn't the right one and I pivoted again, it had to happen in order to get where I am today. And so when I work with women and when we work with Rooted in Reason, I often say like, take the pivot, take the pivot because you don't know if you don't go. And if you're feeling called into something, you don't really know if you don't take the pivot. Um, and we start with who we are. My work with Rooted in Reason starts with defining who am I? Because one of the things that I found in working with women that I never questioned. I never questioned this in my entire life until about 
eight years ago. I never questioned who I was. And then eight years ago, there was an opportunity that came into my life. And for five years, I questioned who I was. And, it, and, and I was able to see how that was influencing people around me. Wow. That is, okay. So there's so much there. Um, and the first thing is this idea, you, you won't know if you don't go. And you um, mentioned that your parents sent you to camps and it was like they were having you go places. Um, and so I want to uh, link that with this other thing that you said, joy filled. You could have stayed happy, just quote unquote, and gone to the University of Maryland, fulfilled the family destiny and been happy. What do you think is the difference between happy and joy filled? Such a good question. Can you hear my puppy chewing up something in the background? Is, is he happy or joy-filled or he's she? very joyful eating oh, something he's not supposed to be. I cannot hear him. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really great question. So I believe that we could all be happy. And happy is also very fleeting. For example, I'm super happy right now looking at you on the other side of the world as we have this Zoom because I can see your face and it brings me so much happiness and I love doing this. I can be happy watching my kids play sports. I can be happy when I walk my dog. I can be happy because I smell something and it evokes an emotion. Happiness is fleeting though, because I can turn this off and go deal with a puppy who's chewing up something that is not making me happy right now, you know, or other, it's an emotion. It, it's, it's, it comes and it goes. Joy is rooted so deep when we understand who we are. And when, when I was growing up and what I always encourage women and men, but because I work with women to really, really uncover and do the work in is if you want to experience joy, you have to know who you were created to be. What is this divine personality that makes you you that nobody else has? What are your convictions? What do you stand for? What do you stand against? Because when you know what you stand for, that will bring you joy. It will guide you as you make decisions. When you know what you stand against, it'll bring you joy because it'll guide you when you make decisions. What are the unique giftedness? What's your giftedness that God gave you that he didn't give other people? And so we start with that. And when we can make decisions throughout our life that are authentically in tune with those three roots that make us who we are, our essence, our convictions, our giftedness, then you can experience true, true joy. And then, as I said before, I, I have a really big faith and I believe in something greater than myself. And so ultimately my joy and my fulfillment comes from knowing that this is who I am, but it's for so much of a greater purpose than me. It's not really about me. It's about the impact I can have in the world while I'm here. True joy and fulfillment comes from knowing that you're making a difference in the world, right? Happiness, I can see it, but the joy and the fulfillment comes from deep inside knowing that I'm fulfilling all of my reasons that I'm here. And that's what I find in my work with Rooted in Reason is women 
I say, well, and I work with a lot of entrepreneurs because I've been in that space for 15 years. And for some reason in entrepreneurship, there tends to be a common theme of women who, who they know what they want, but they lose a sense of who they are in the process. That's why we go back and start at those roots and defining who am I so that we can at least evoke joy as we move forward in the journey of achieving whatever it is they want to achieve. If I say to you, what do you want? A lot of people can answer that question and they could set goals and have a vision for what it is. But if they're not in tune with who they are, I'm telling you the obstacles, the lack of joy, the lack of fulfillment, that's the reason that most people don't achieve what it is they want to achieve because they've lost sense of who they are. So in Rooted in Reason, we start with, who am I? Mm, that's beautiful. And I love that. Thank you for bringing up this, this idea of what I want and who I am and how sometimes, obviously, if somebody can't answer who I am, there's two different entities. And when they're separated, I think I do believe that people are always making decisions, even, even the things that they want, the decisions are being made from a sense of who they are. But when you're not conscious of it, sometimes it's trying to avoid a piece of yourself. Like there's a, it's reactionary. And so it's an avoidance tactic. And it sounds to me like you're really with rooted in reason wanting to align like you're like the chiro the the inner chiropractor, you know, like aligning it, lining everything up, so that the thing that comes out is actually, like I said, joy filled. Yeah, not fleeting. You know, alignment, alignment, and authenticity is huge. Is huge, and I think that we just live in a world today where it's so easy to compare or perceive something because of what we hear or what we see that if we're not really careful and in tune with who we are, it can cause us to head down a path that we're not meant for. Mm -hmm. And I know from firsthand experience, there have been times in my life where I've had mentors or read something or heard something that I believed I wanted. I saw what somebody had or what they were doing. I mean, I'm in the professional development space and that's, that's a big space to be in. I mean, there's a lot of powerful women in that space doing this kind of work. And for example, I would look at, you know, other influential authors or speakers and I would think, okay, I want to do that, but, but it, was, it wasn't working. And I would try to do what they were doing and I was lacking joy and I was frustrated. And I would realize it was because I was not being who I was supposed to be. And so if we're not careful, if we don't have, habits and daily reminders and a support system of people around us to remind us, no, this is who you are, Sarah. This is what you, you, you know, that can guide us, then it can be really easy, you know, to forget and become somebody that we're not. Yeah, and that's point. usually why I find women and especially entrepreneurs lacking joy. It's because they're trying to be someone that they're not. They've just forgotten who they are. And why like this mission of not only finding your own reason, and tapping in deep. Why is this mission of helping other people so important to you? You know, my whole life since I was an little, like my earliest memories, I had this unbelievable empathy and spirit and belief in other people. I could 
feel and see things in my friends. I remember conversations, even when I was a kid on the playground, breathing life into my friend in second grade who was struggling at playing soccer because we all wanted to play soccer with the boys, you know, and I was, I was just that person who was like breathing life into them and showing them that they could. And, and that was a reoccurring theme to this day. That's always been part of who I am. And I, if I wasn't helping other women fulfill the reasons that they are here, I wouldn't be doing what I was created to do, you know? And I think that what most women will find is that when you get to that place where you know who you are, it starts with who am I, but it ends with who am I impacting? The whole journey of rooted in reason, it starts with who and it ends with who. Who am I? Who am I impacting? And like I said before, the greatest fulfillment that we'll ever feel in our life is knowing that because we're doing what we were meant to do, we're now impacting those people around us. And how that's going to look for all of us is going to be different. But nothing feeds my soul more than knowing that I can have, even if it's a 10-minute conversation with somebody and they can leave inspired to do something that maybe they we're saying no to just because I was able to breathe life into them, then I'm fulfilling my purposes. Yeah. And that's just a giftedness that God gave me. So if someone's listening to this and they don't have that, don't compare. That's, that's just, that's easy for me. That's an easy thing for me to do. There's a lot of things that are not easy for me and that's just an easy thing for me to do. Hmm. But I just believe that the, the, the effect of knowing that we, I can, I can, walk into somebody's life and help them have clarity and confidence in knowing that they were beautifully created for divine purposes and helping them tap into what those purposes are and then watch that come to life because of the impact of them doing that thing. That's the greatest blessing that I could ever ask for because of the impact that it then has in the world. Love it. Awesome. And I want to, because you said, take the pivot. I want to pivot for a second because, um, I want to talk about network marketing. And, um, you said that, you know, in your giftedness, that is easy for you. So when in network marketing, were there some beliefs that you had to shift within yourself to experience what was possible within this industry? Yes, for sure. So, Network marketing is very easy for me because I love people. I love people. We're just going to keep it as simple as, but I'm a simple girl. I'm kind of no fluff, shoot it straight. I love sharing things that I love and I love people. But when I was introduced to network marketing, you know, my husband said yes to network marketing before I did. He saw it as an incredible opportunity to help people in our, we were health and wellness professionals. Um, That's what we did before. Before I was an entrepreneur, I was a health and wellness professional. And um, so for him, it was all about impact and the ability to help more people. But I had to really, really grow in my belief in the profession, even though I knew I would be really good at it because I love people. I just had preconceived notions of what I thought that it was. I actually grew up in environments hearing that network marketing was not a honorable profession. It was not anything that you should ever get involved with. You know, just the common misconceptions that a lot of us hear. Well, I assume many people, many people might not hear it, but I just did because of how I grew up. 
And I saw people doing it the way that wasn't in alignment again with who I was. But Sarah, this was when I, when I mentioned a few minutes ago of how I never questioned who I was until eight years ago, it wasn't until network marketing that I questioned who I was. So when my husband said yes to network marketing, I loved what I was doing. I was teaching. I was running my business performance kids. I had launched in three states. I had a vision of being in every state. I mean, it was an extraordinary program and I loved it. I loved what I did. And then I had a husband who was falling in love with a business model of being able to help more people. But then he was talking about money. And I didn't like talking about money. I grew up in a family where my parents fought about money more than anything else, like bad fighting. I had a three-story tiny house, teeny tiny house in PG County, three stories. It was like skinny and straight, so skinny that it would shake when the storms would blow. This house would shake. And I vividly have memories of my parents screaming at each other in the basement over money issues, and my bedroom was on the third floor. So I had this impression of money growing up, but I knew, I also knew that I never wanted money to be an issue in my life. I never wanted to worry about money. I never wanted to stress about money. So when network marketing came into my life, I was excited about the opportunity, but I had this real issue with talking about money. And because I grew up, you don't, don't talk about money because if you are like, why? It's none of your business. And then my parents always fighting about it. So I started questioning who I was, Sarah, because I was thrown into this environment of personal development and personal growth and looking at some things in my life that I had probably squashed and I didn't want to unroot, if you want to put it mm-hmm. that way, because they were hard things. You know, it was hard stuff that I dealt with. You know, that, that was actually a pain point when I was a kid. There was, there was that. But my parents gave us everything that we ever wanted, so it just wasn't talked about. And... Mm-hmm. I, I just leaned on the belief of my husband. And then within about two years, I fell in love with his profession. And I'm the greatest advocate for this profession for entrepreneurs because of the impact that you can have in the world and the person that you become in the process. Mm-hmm. And what I really learned is that the bottom line is this network marketing is the ability to share things that you love with people that you love on a level that you would never be able to do if you were just trading your time for money. It just, it would not happen. And so through, you know, learning about it and growing, it just, it made me a better person and it allowed our impact to be so much greater. But I questioned who I was in it for five years. And I love, I'm so glad I asked about this because isn't it funny how the discomfort that it arose in you and I identify so cleanly with it because Nat was the one who was fully open and I wasn't this discomfort and what it represents is like this opportunity to uncover something that, like you said, was lying dormant or squashing down because you know, we were talking about what you want and who you are. It's funny how, cause I related to your story about with money. It's like, I don't, I don't want it to be an issue. I don't want it to be a big deal. It's like all these things we're avoiding So we can actually walk into, um, like, I always think it's so interesting people who love talking about money because I'm like, oh, why aren't they uncomfortable? Why, (laughs) like, why isn't this weird for them? And, and, and I always like think that's so interesting 
because I guess like you, I spent my life trying to um, push that conversation down and talk more about passion and, and things that we're interested in. So I just love that the <laughs> hilariously rooted in reason is a product of you facing the discomfort, which is allowing you to serve the world all through this area that was like, Hey, don't talk about it. Hey, hey don't. Yeah. So it's just, that's so exactly cool. what happened. And, and this is what I would say to anybody, whether you're in network marketing or not, the, the lesson here goes for anybody. We have to grow through things in order to get where we want to go. And when I finally linked arms with my husband in network marketing, I was just forced to grow through some stuff and overcome some things that were essential if we wanted to achieve what we wanted to achieve, you know, and now the blessings that have come from that growth are, they're endless. They're endless. I've designed an entire company because of what I learned through that journey. And so imagine, imagine just knowing that there is a reason for everything that we encounter in our life, good, bad, there's always a reason. And, and that through it, that's where the goodness is going to come. Right. Isn't and that, if we don't, un- that. if we don't unroot it, we're never going to fulfill our reasons for being here. But again, it goes back to starting with who am I and asking who am I? And so for four years, for four years, the first four years in network marketing, I dug into answering who am I in order to fulfill my purposes in that assignment, which is still a huge assignment that my husband and I have. We still have that biz. It's amazing. We're just getting started in that, in that work. Right. But I was so unhappy. And I wasn't experiencing joy for four years of trying to build that with my husband because I was, I wasn't in tune with who I was in that assignment. So that's where it has to start. That's why with rooted in reason, it starts with who am I? Okay, hold on. So now you've got me, I I need to go in on the analogy of rooted. (laughs) Aussies, here you go. Um, When I think of a tree, because you just said an earth or something about uproot or something. Unroot. Thank you. Um, so my visual when I hear about rooted is like a tree that has these tentacles, you know, going down deeper, you know? Yeah. And there's a solidness it's grounded. So when you say unroot, what do you mean? So there's going to be some roots in there that aren't healthy for the overall system of who you were created to be. So in Rooted in Reason, we start in the roots of that tree and we really evaluate, are there roots in there that really don't define who you are, that you're pretending to be, or that are there because of a traumatic experience that you haven't healed from, or it could be as simple as, do you need to forgive somebody? And that's an unhealthy root that is choking out the roots that make you who you are. So when we talking rooted in reason about defining who am I and starting in the roots. That's where we really focus in on the essence of who you are, your convictions, your giftedness, and any other things that could be intentionally or unintentionally creating something that is not healthy space. Mm. But beyond that, 
you know, once we define and ask, who am I? We then ask the question, where am I? And that's the soil that is surrounding our roots. That's our environment. That's where we have to ask, am I positioning myself in an environment where I can truly live authentically to who I need to be? Are there some friendships and toxic relationships that I need to, you know, distance myself from? Is my work environment healthy? Is my spiritual environment what it should be? Is my relational environment, my family environment conducive to creating space where I can be true to who I now know myself to be? But again, remember, we start with who am I? And then we look at the environment. And then we just keep moving up the tree. It's a whole series of steps on the journey to becoming rooted in reason. But yeah, Sarah, to answer your question, we do have to unroot some things sometimes. Yeah, and I... I want to make, we're going to make sure that people know how to get to you and, and actually un, unroot and discover um, this whole area. Because what I got when you just said about unroot is that just like with a tree or a plant, if you have something where the water source, like if you, you give water to the tree and it's serving an area that is actually kind of detrimental to you, then it's a waste of resources. Um, yeah. And so I, I'm loving the analogy. Now it's like, I'm just running with it. Um, but how do people get to you? How can they actually connect with you? Yeah. So BeccaLynnJohnson.com, real simple, B-E-C-C-A-L-Y-N-N, Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com. Find me on Instagram. I'm more there now than I have been on Facebook. I've kind of made the shift. It's a little wonky, but it's been really fun. But it's handle at Becca.Lynn.Johnson. Okay. And you can find me over there. Okay. So we'll put that in the show notes as well to make sure people can connect with you and do work with you. Because, you know, the thing I've learned about um, self-development for myself and personal development is all in the actual doing of it, you know? So if I'm, if I'm running and I'm listening to your podcast, I have an inspiration. It, It probably triggers something in me, but it's what I do next. Like, like, what step I take next, even in the next 24 to 48 hours that really roots it in, um, that, you know, like locks it down and, and has it be a meaningful next step. So, um, yeah, I really encourage people to, you know, go find you, go, um, discover what you are doing in the world, because like you said, you're in your giftedness, you're in your, your essence. And then that's really what allows us to be impact and to align. It's, yeah. So thank you so much. I have so many more things I want to say. We could go down the money road. I'm about to do a course called Money and You. Oh, how wonderful. Right? So That's going to be amazing. It is because I've wanted to do it for 10 years. It wasn't, it kind of left Australia for a little while. It's, it's, it is in the US, but it left, it's back. Um, yeah. And I just really want to uncover what are some of these roots that I've laid down that are yeah. not serving me and that are, that are protectionary and that I don't need to protect against anymore. So, well, and yeah. here's what I would also say, um, to the listeners and, and to you, if this can serve you in any way, I talk in rooted in reason and in the work that I do from roots to fruits. Okay. And, and just going back on what you were just saying about being in action. If we're not in action, we can't grow. We have to be doing something. It's, it's one thing to listen to this podcast or read a book, but if we don't put what we're learning into action, like taking a course or, you know, whatever that might be, then we really can't grow. And if we really want to have impact in the world, that's the fruits, that's the end result of 
what I say, the journey to becoming rooted in reason or whatever it is that you're doing to develop yourself and fulfill your purposes for being here. If we don't grow, we can't produce the fruit. If we don't take care of the roots, we don't produce healthy fruit. And the fruit are the lives that we touch. If you think of the branches, those are our assignments. But what grows from those branches are leaves and fruit, right? Those are the lives that are waiting for us. And we all, no matter what your level of impact looks like, it could be hundreds of thousands of people or it could be one in a child we don't know, but every life is equally as important. And that fruit is what's waiting for you. And that is also what people are waiting for. What we have to realize is the most fulfilling part is the realization that, yes, I can produce this fruit from my roots and who I was created to be, but people are waiting to take your fruit. They want your fruit. That's what you're gifting to the world when you show up doing what you are meant to do. So, it's be who you're meant to be so you can do what you're meant to do. And along the way, the joy that you'll feel, that you will experience and feel is inexplainable. And it lasts. I mean, sure, there's going to be hard days and you're going to have to overcome obstacles and it's not all rainbows and butterflies, but you can certainly be rooted in knowing that this is who you are and that there's real reason to your purposes here. Boom. I'm not saying anything else. Thank you. Loved it. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a blessing. How fun. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to join the community at bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal and participate in weekly lives found only in our private group. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You've got to rate and review the show. And I know all the podcasts are always asking this. And in the past, I wasn't doing it. And the reason I wasn't doing it is because I actually didn't know how to do it. So open your podcast player and click on our show from your library, not the listen now. That's where I was going wrong in the past. So now that you know how to do it, when you go there, make sure you give us a five-star review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. And then click on write a review link to actually write a review so that you can tell other people that we're legit and even funny, maybe a bit serious. So if you want to recommend this to someone, you have to put your fingers on the keys and send us a review. Thanks.